trick is not really about like finding answers to any of these questions, but like understanding, but taking the time to ask yourself the questions and then like maybe finding a connection with someone over the table who like is also talking and stuff. My name is Lindsay Marie and one of my Okay, I think one of my unaccomplished uh, resolutions was to um, get enough JetBlue points to meet uh, the like next mileage status to improve my 2019, but I didn't do that. That's what's up. So um, I actually did like canceled the two JetBlue trips I did book. So it was a little unsuccessful, but I did. I like the goal, so I might try to keep it. That's that's mm. one I might you know. Well, I apologize. We're talking about um, previous resolutions. Yeah, like twenty eighteen oh. resolutions, but was one of them. Yeah, and we can make plates and stuff while we go, and yeah. But and I'll pass it this way, and let's start making plates, and yeah, make it easier on everybody. So I think um, as far as previous resolutions, I did make a resolution to make sure that my life was a little more simple, just to simplify it as t in terms of people and being more intentional with people. Be intentional, period. Take people seriously. Take life seriously. I think I did this year. But that comes with a lot of sub tasks where in being intentional, you also have to follow through with plans. You have to do a whole lot of extra shit. And like, I guess it's still going to carry over in 2019. Mm -hmm. It's hard out here for a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Sorry. What's your name? This Dorothy. Movie. Dorothy. My yeah. name is Dorothy. Um, I'm Mel. And... I don't really remember what my New Year's resolutions were from 2018, but um, I know that I was just starting to really enjoy yoga and I wanted to pursue it more and I did do that this year, so pretty great. Question, can we curse? Yeah, yeah, okay. please, please. <laughs> be, as, be the person. <laughs> you know, you guys gotta ask. Um, no, but... 2018, I had, like, a few, but I'll just say, like, the ones that were important. Um, one was to live in my truth, um, like, more, and just, like, be aware of who I am, and don't be apologetic about that. Mm -hmm. um, and then my other one was to do what the fuck makes me happy. <laughs> so... What makes me happy is music. So I ended up doing that. So I guess I'm successful in that. Congrats. And um, yeah, I'm just like overall healthy life lifestyle. And of course, that's like dedication and years of building. So that's always going to be my um, thing. But my name's Ricky. Yeah, I forgot to do that first. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for remembering. I was going to remind you, but it's okay. Uh, my name Liv. Hey, Liv. Um, hey. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, my New Year's resolution was to not stress about money. Mm. So, that was cool. I didn't stress about money that much. Did you not stress about money? Um, like, did you make a choice of not doing it and then said, okay, I'm going to do it? Or did you burnt, make a choice to, like, make more money so you weren't stressing or something? I burnt, like, a $20 bill. On like New Year's Day, and I was like, I'm gonna just not stress over bread. And then I had a mad lucrative year, so I'm gonna do that next year. 
Facts. You feel me? Like. Well, thank you so much, guys. Um, I'm gonna do a real quick just check on my phone to see. Your batteries, no, no. Oh, niggas can't even talk Okay, cool. So, as we are talking on, um, like the year ending and things, like I want to ask the question of Are you feeling nostalgic or looking forward to the future? Personally, I'm looking forward. I don't know what my destiny is, I'm, I'm constantly seeking it. I believe in fate. Um, when you meet it, you'll know it, you'll see it off grip, and you'll know exactly the moment that you meet it, you'll know that it's for you. So that's that moment I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that moment that I understand that I've met my purpose, I've, I've understood why I'm here, um, and that's it. Hmm. Do you think it's like a higher being thing, or is it like, like the world coming... Nah, like, I actually, I think it's a, I think it's a self thing. I think everybody has their own kind of like purpose, and I do believe in fate, and I believe that once you reach your purpose, you probably die. But at the same time, I'm ready for that fulfillment. Like I just want to be fulfilled. I want to make sure that I'm, and if I'm not fulfilled wow. right now, I want to be on the path to fulfillment. So I'll know that I acknowledge that, and I know I've reached that. If when I feel it, so that's I'm just looking for that feeling that I'm on the right path. That I haven't had. I didn't have it in 2018. And I think I might could have it in 2019. Because I feel real, real close to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so funny. Like, I went to church this morning. And that was, like, the the thing. It was uh, faith. And um, one thing it said was fear. Well, I guess that sucks. <laughs> I didn't learn anything. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's just like pretty much uh, another big word was fulfillment. You know, and it's like fear. You can't have fear and have fulfillment at the same time, pretty much. Um, and that is beautiful, like that you felt that. That's kind of kind of confirmation, too. Mm. That, you know, that will be a year for you to like feel like... I'm living in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, here I am. Like, I hit it. Like, this is peak. Yeah. That's a dope concept in, it, in it of itself. Is like, you cannot have fear and fulfillment. Exactly. It's like, you cannot be scared and have fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. It's like, fear... I think fear is probably the most... Like, the biggest thing I... I worry about in this world. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I afraid of? It's not about what I can do or, or everything. It's like, what scares me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what holds me back. That's what keeps me like, how can I fix this fear? Because fear is the most crippling thing to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. than money, success, fame, everything. It's like fear. It is, yeah. That's why I don't want to go to hell. Like, <laughs> like I, I read about existentialism and that's my favorite shit. Existentialism is like, Mm-hmm. I just heard that hell is going to be the worst thing you can ever encounter. It's your biggest fear. Mm-hmm. So that's why I worry about my fears. It's like, I can live I can live with everything else. I can live with anything. But what I fear, and I fear roaches. Yo, listen. Yo, if I have the most successful life in the world, right. and I go to hell and water bugs is flying around, dog, like, I'll, like that's, that's what, that's what I'm worried about. Right. Yeah. 
Like don't don't like don't show up with no roaches. I wanna have peace with roaches. I wanna have peace with all my fears. I want peace. I wanna be I wanna be the fucking roach whisperer. With the same concept of you feeling like like you die when you like get feel that it's like dying with fulfillment. It's like not a physical death though. You mean like uh like you lose the like Cause like, cause for some people, like fear is what they thrive on. Like you know, like in those fears, and then and then it's like, once you accomplish everything, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's like in essence, like, is it a physical death you mean, or is like like is it just a, like that death of like of like no. of, if, or is it just that Shedding death of spirit. like okay, well now what kind of thing? Because mm-hmm. is life just like, but then is life just like us like trying to remove ourselves from fear? And, I mean, that's perception based. Know. Like that's mm-hmm. my perception. Like. For me, physical death doesn't really mean much to me as much as, like, I'm worried about, I have a 9 to 5, like, I go to work every day, I do everything, but it's, to me, it's like the death is in routine. Mm-hmm. Like, am I living the same? Am I doing the same? Am I affecting the same people every day? It's like, it don't feel good. Mm-hmm. In the physical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and, and, you know, but what is really... Okay, don't get me started. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know, like, what is really, like, the whole concept of death, right? So, it, to me, I, I, I view it as, like, on the physical plane, you know? Like, also, just a, more, more, not, sorry, less on the physical plane than more so on the spiritual plane. So, it's just like, I have to die to my old self in order to shed that new new part of me and whether that is good or bad whether that's going to be me on that on the plane of my purpose like on the on the trajectory of my purpose or is it going to be on based off of my fear you know what i'm saying but in some instance like every every so often every time the moon shifts or whatever we all have that feeling mm-hmm. where we where we know like it's time to let this go you know what i'm saying to me that's dying you know what i'm saying like that's letting to let something go and to get rid of like that's no longer going to be value to yours mm-hmm. no longer going to be a part of your 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 life so yeah like i i get what you're saying like it, it's like that purpose like that you you winning every single day moving forward in your mind what winning looks like you're and not, recognizing and recognizing because mm-hmm. i think also some of us some some things that make it difficult is like not recognizing those moments in which you do win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I don't know. I think like you saying like, oh well, twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen wasn't like the year, but like recognizing that like and there's stuff to look forward to in the future and like mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's good. It's not even that I'm recognizing, but unfortunately, I'm just like it's like rollover minutes. I'm just rolling over my resolution like. <laughs> Damn, I still want the same shit. I hope next yeah. year I get this shit. I mm-hmm. hope next year that I like. That's how I feel about half most of my resolutions. I feel like that's what you're saying, though. It's like kind of continuous. You said it's like you'll just be working on it again. But even if you did meet, let's say, your purpose right now, you would likely level. have a new purpose to work on for the next year because you're not just going to find your purpose and suddenly combust. Like, right. you're going to have more to do. You're going to change. Right. That's why time don't mean nothing. <laughs> I really don't. I think you met your resolution, right? You got yours. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I did. I. So you looking? So you feeling ready for the future? I'm in an odd place in my life. Um, 
I am actually a widow, and my wife passed away in August. So I'm like not looking forward to the future in particular, um, but not in a negative sense. I'm not. Dry, it's just I don't know right now. Just you had a future. Yeah, like I'm just really transient right now with myself, and like I'm just kind of accepting that. Um, so it doesn't feel bad per se, but it's not like either or mm-hmm. thing. And that's interesting because I feel like you come from a place where like you actually had a future, you probably worked towards it, and then it was like, oh, it was like shot right in the middle. Yeah. So um, now you're recovering from the future you saw and had. Mm-hmm. I have to just figure out what my life is going to look like now. Like, mm-hmm. it was very, very planned to look a certain way. Not in specifics, not like what house I'm going to have or whatever, but like in the way that right, I thought that I was going to have yeah, yeah, you knew something. the whole yeah. time. Um, so it's now also very it's, different to think about a life of you planning it on your own versus planning something with someone, like taking into account another perspective the whole time. And then it's odd because it's like, I'm very young as well. And so it's not like people are like, oh yeah, this is what you do when you lose your spouse at this age. It's just like, yeah, I'm 28. This shit happened to one of my girlfriends in LA. She like my age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really it's like a odd place to be as a young person because yeah. no one knows what to say to you or there's not really like I don't know a host of young widows who hang out I don't know it's like a weird thing. But you, um, you do some shit though you like do some art shit or like I do yoga. Where? Um, Word. That's fine. So yeah, that it's literally saved my life. You're if I didn't have that it, shit. I don't think I would have made it through like. The, that time mm-hmm. in my life without yeah, it. Yeah. So, that's good. Yeah. Well, but, great. Well, I was yeah, saying. Yeah. <laughs> great for to, a much, be, to a much beautiful Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, wonderful. But I do mm-hmm. still see that I have a life mm-hmm. yeah. that I will have and I don't. Like, I do want it to be good and I'm doing work to make sure that it's like something that I like. Even if I'm not particularly looking forward to it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you got married? I got married this year. Actually, yeah. Pretty rough. But um, I got married in February and my wife passed away in August. So. Yeah. Thank you. Was it natural causes? I'm sorry. Um, sort of. She she had an asthma attack while we were on a camping trip, mm-hmm. and then she just didn't wake up from a coma. Um, yeah, it was very sudden. Like it wasn't expected. She wasn't sick or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was like no prep for it, or yeah. as much as you can, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So it's like just sort yeah. of still shocking, I guess. Yeah. A lot of people, like even on social media, I feel like 2018 has been the worst fucking year. But like, 
for and everyone, that, like for real, for real, like for yeah. real, like and I know my partner's mother died. Like we, I, I actually scheduled our first international trip to Paris, Damn. and her mom died five days before we were supposed to go. So she, yeah. we couldn't even go, and that was like the biggest thing. And we have a very like our relationship is very up and down. But this was like some big shit. Like, nah, we about to fuck it. Like, nah, take you with Eiffel Tower. We're going to just fucking have a good time. Mom passed. It was just, it was tumultuous in so many ways. Like, she got laid off. It was just, it was just sick. Like, 2018 was sick, but it's also dope, too. Because I never right. even knew I could go to Paris. Right. Like, for me to even book that trip, to I me, that was a win. And then myself, mm-hmm. it was like, yo, I, I never knew that I could afford to go somewhere mm-hmm. like that. So to me, even though I didn't go, I still feel like, yo, I could go. Seeing, I could yeah. do those things. It became like, accessible. Yeah, it felt, mm-hmm. it felt good to know I could do those things. So it's like, 2018 is a full-on yeah. equilibrium. Yeah. Like, it's just like, 2018 just humbles every fucking yeah. body. Yeah. Like, 2018 was a humbling year. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 No. I mean, it was, I got married, and it was, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was a very great, good time. Yeah. Like, it's like weird because it's like I do you said like are you nostalgic or are you looking for a mm-hmm. future and it's like really very both uh-huh. I feel like this year was kind of crazy for a lot of people like whether it was uh, politically or like or just like family wise and a lot of things just like the balance seemed off for a lot of us so I kind of want to see because I think in those times a lot of us start thinking about like way back then, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, what it was like, I don't know, because, like, now seeing, like, even, like, George Bush be, like, likable, oh. you know, I'm like, but, oh, wow, are yeah. we feeling nostalgic <laughs> for George yeah. Bush? No, I guess no, so, like, you know, like, like, that bad. new George Bush who Michelle Obama <laughs> gathered up, he's a Michelle different person Obama. now, no, but she he, changed him, he was always this idiot, though, he, he was, never, though. He, he was, but not always, as dumb as the pre- like, current idiot, yeah, the devil yes. you know. Yeah. I feel like Trump is intentionally ignorant. George Bush yes. has all these just He been really like, didn't he know nothing. He yeah. didn't know nothing. He, when they came in with the news of 9 11, <laughs> old boy was reading that, that picture book, and he was like, it's about to get okay, <laughs> next page. <laughs> <laughs> Barney still doesn't like how y'all clean up. So y'all need to clean up better because Barney's not pleased. Yeah, he didn't. He yeah, kept on he with that book. Now he didn't know what the fuck to do. And that shit to me was like, wow, you was real stupid. Like, you stupid as shit. Like, but everybody had already knew he was real. He like, had he, that candy so pressed, so early. He was walking down the aisle at his father's funeral. Ready to give it to Michelle. My son was in his pocket. Like I know Michelle friend. I mean, the big thing for me and uh, and George Bush that stands out is that I wasn't even voting age. No. And right, I right, still right, right. knew how crazy that was. Like I remember with okay. George Bush being like, "Oh my God, I cannot wait to be able to vote because mm-hmm. like I wanted to not vote." Like when he won a second time, I said, "Whoa." What? Where are these people <laughs> yeah, that wait, like right. are voting for a crazy person? What? Number 16, you know? Didn't he run a, wait, didn't they at some point, or am I tripping, him or his dad or somebody ran against Al Gore? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I remember in fifth grade, I like voted for Al Gore. That was the first Because I heard my mama, I heard my mama tell myself, yeah, I voted for Al Gore. Yeah, I voted for Al Gore too, Al Gore was the first time, and then it was like John Kerry, and then it was just like sad, because you know you didn't care as much about John Kerry, but you were still like sad. It's a read that like, we knew not to vote for Bush back then, but we still went and got and voted for Hillary. 
and we still fucking lost. That's a read. Like, it's like, yeah. man, we was all sitting in our fucking middle school class. We was like, no, what we give up, man? We talking shit about the adults. Y'all not voting right. And we still fucking lost. That, that was a read. Like, like bitch, it's okay. bigger than you. It's bigger than your mama and your mm-hmm. grandma. Like, but I also think it, shows, it really shows, like, the context of culture. Because as much as we can talk about, like, how culture is being pushed forward, diversity is being, um, uh, we're achieving this in so many different ways. Facts are, Taylor Swift had the number one album this year. Wow. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I, I, mean, said, I didn't even realize she had an album that came out this year. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, yo, American love white women. But that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. she, I didn't even realize that. And then, like, number four is, like, Post Malone or three is four. Yeah. And then it's, like, Cardi B. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I, I forget about what it really what our culture mm-hmm. fully represents in like the bigger scale of everything oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's because that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah I didn't realize I said Taylor Swift like, like, yeah. if you ask I, I don't know no songs on this album but I didn't even know, know what she was I didn't even know there was one with Future oh, she only <laughs> I thought she was a there was one with Future I thought she was Kendall Jenner and I know that there was one with Future because I was like why is Future on a song with Taylor Swift bro cause she was yeah I mean because exactly Ever since that Kanye shit, she's been getting bad. (laughs) Oh yeah, that that was a really interesting moment. Like that was when I feel like the world turned away from Kanye. And it was like, yo, let's give Taylor everything. That was when because this white woman said, "You said the world, and that's the world." Mm That was the black people. That was when the white world because the world. That's the money. Black people didn't stop until he started turning against us. Black people was riding for that Taylor Swift shit. That's why he was trying to get his white fans back. Yeah, that's exactly. He didn't realize white people don't like Wayne Tyler. Like they want you to be black as fuck. Like when I say the world, I really mean media because up to that point, he was like. Oh, the eccentric! Oh, he's gonna say something crazy. Like even for the Katrina, like people were like, "Oh, he said that." Like right. there was like an acceptability to it. Yeah. But like for him, which I thought was like hilariously bold, like to go up on stage and be like, um, "You know, Beyonce should have won this." Like we know what he meant. Like we had to translate yes. it through the Kanye lens, but like mm-hmm. media wasn't doing that. They're like, "This white girl is getting and they have Holy. shocked us." Yeah, and really. it was Taylor Swift. Looking real sick. Yeah, and she was like this innocent, like, "Oh my god." You know, it's just like, so I feel like he, after that, that just like destroyed, there's like a certain also, amount we of, knew what he meant and what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, we did. Like, we as black people knew what was going I on. I was fucking with that. Was in that. Yeah. Moment. I was fucking with that. was saying, I mean, like, was like, like yeah. so white before Oscar was so white was a thing. Like, that's what yeah. he was saying. Like, we're on that wave now. Yeah. And he was the first one to say that. But it's like, that's why this Kanye is so infuriating. Because it's like, we knew what you meant in those moments. It's like he's so really don't try lost. to be like reinterpreting these things. Because we know what you mean. We've been interpreting this for years. The thing is, though, he ain't he worried about us. He worried about Beyonce. He worried about Beyonce. But then he doesn't even Did y'all see Sorry About You? Yeah, yes. fine. I love stuff. What did you What did you get from that? Because I got, I feel like I, I, sorry about the movie. Oh. Like I got something from that. Honestly, Yo, I like. What she <laughs> to me, I felt like sorry about you was basically like like you. You have two options. I feel like as black people, it's like, are you going to just get this career, get this money mm-hmm. that you haven't had, your family hasn't had, mm-hmm. chase that versus do the right thing? Mm-hmm. And I feel like do the right thing is a luxury, personally. And I feel like I had no fault with how Lakeith, I forgot what his character's name is, but Lakeith was acting in that movie. Yeah. yeah. I felt like 
I couldn't blame him for his choices because if you don't have money, you grow up poor and your family is needing, you're going to do whatever it takes to get that money. Yeah. Unfortunately, and I feel like as another person of color looking at somebody like that achieving, mm-hmm. it's kind of fucked up of you too because we never, you never had it. So you can't really be too mad. You can be a little mad, but to be like, nah, you fucked up, you a sellout. It was just, to, I don't know. To me, it was bullshit. But mm-hmm. I, I'm just wondering what you Oh, you don't for. fuck with the movie. No, I love the movie. I'm right. talking about this stance on him, how he was perceived, like how his counterparts were like, oh, you sold us out. You're a sellout, blah, blah, blah. I felt like he wasn't I mean, a he did saw niggas get like, like in front of the building, get like, he yeah. saw women get jawed by the police. Like, I think it's, you know it's the level of like how up far, the I think it's asking the question away. of like, where exactly, what is your too much point? You know, like what, where, at what point? Like how, how much you want them? this bag? Because I think like, when mm-hmm. in like I mean? political science, there's like the difference between like someone who's like, I forget, like an insurrectionist versus like someone who's working um, mm-hmm. from the outside. Like, so it's like you can either um, like try to change from within or you can try to change on the outside and stuff. And I think in the end, his, the lesson was that he had to try to figure out how to change from within because that was yeah. his route or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there is like on a less RT black uh, level, but like Empire. <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, hey. But Empire, uh, oh, come thank on, you. Nah, but Empire was like they had a character who was getting a record deal, and like his sister was sick, so like, she had to, yeah, yeah. So he had to make the trip, and, and like Cookie was like, "Look, I know I can't actually give you money to what for what you need. You need like money right now." And there is often that question of like, "Look." There is, but so much I can do for you if I don't have finance. Mm-hmm. But yes. that's like black report. That's like black business, quote unquote. It's like, am I gonna take? I mean, I don't want to say substandard. I know when I go into white establishment, I'm gonna be treated with a certain level of, I don't know, business. Even at the same time, I, but I can't afford it. One, right. I can't afford it consistently. Two, I don't feel comfortable. But yes, I know you will greet me at the door. Yes, I know mm-hmm. I will get what I ordered on time. Yes, that, that, mm-hmm. that. But I still don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Versus, this business may fail, but I know that I'll have a rapport with my people. I'll feel good being in here. We cool as fuck. I might have to wait a few It's hours. like using the delivery service from and versus getting bucked from like the Jamaican guy in the hood. Like, I... Like, I... Who do you choose? Who do you choose? Well, I try to do a mix. I do try okay. to do a mix. But it's like, because it's like the... Com- the quality is also mm-hmm. like that I'll is, still that that's point. It is but a it's the plug in the hood. It's always the stuff that's gonna make you fall asleep though. Yeah. But do you feel bad about it though? Like it's like I, I, I don't know. It's like you do what like you can. I, do what you can. I'm a quality I have determined, right, that I am allowed to look for quality. I will do my but best to find quality though, via right. people of color. But it's the same reason why we will all go to like Trader Joe's, even though if you live in the hood, there's not a Trader Joe's there, but you'll go there instead of your local thing for certain but you know Trader Joe's is not owned by no people of color though so that's yeah, like but that's what I'm saying like, but you know like, are you gonna sacrifice that's, that's getting nutrients but that's what you are thinking but that's what I'm saying but it's like versus. but it's levels to the shit it's like Damn. if you spent more time buying low quality they may make it too quality yeah but so but I have to have a low quality life <laughs> it's, a, it's a 
unfortunate. And I'm you, not saying you're wrong because I do the same shit too. But at the same time, it's I like, like how are they ever going to come up? I feel like there's a balance. If they sold this better products. Really they, it's not as simple as selling it's better products. You can sell better products, but if your clientele is mostly people that don't have money for better products... You gonna have you, a clientele as what? Like, but often, if you make but if you make better products, the people who can afford better products will buy them. But it's but also they like niggas gotta learn how to farm. I enjoyed this conversation about like us learning how to like feed off of our own land and stuff. But a lot of that has to do with us our in access to land. Mm -hmm. And like what what has led to that over time, even in spaces in which black people do know how to farm. Like how many lands. And it's like even even in spaces where we are the people who are like feeding have you ever seen some farms in the world like the farm there's a farm in Bedside. But it's like a white lady that like runs it. I'm like, where did you come from? Who the fuck? Where did? Where the? F- how are you here? Like, do you know how much money went into Brownsville? He is so last, scared like, of black people. Yeah, it's crazy to like build like of Brownsville. Yeah, yeah, no, the, in Brownsville, so much money went into Brownsville to build like new programs and stuff for the kids and like all kinds. So there's like, but different that's sick to me. It's like it's not like I know yeah. like in the projects where like my partner used to live, her mom. Uh, uh, grow like collard greens, mustard greens, all kinds of greens mm. in the in that yard in the projects, right in that that center. Mm-hmm. Uh, but violence went up, and like eventually it died off. But those were that was an opportunity for mm-hmm. them to have fresh greens from a yard. She ate better than I did, and my mother lived in Crown Heights, which is now super gentrified mm-hmm. and is super overrun. But the projects are still the projects over there. Mm-hmm. But I never had the opportunity to have fresh food as she did. So it's kind of like it's what? like it's diamonds in the rough out here. But it's like how are we gonna support them, cultivate them, and make sure that they prosper throughout, prosper over and over and over again. And and I don't know what equation there is for that. Like that's that's one thing I'm, I mean, I'm kind of struggling. It's with. all it's all like future shit, but also right now shit too. But it's like I don't know, niggas just be wilding. Like niggas be like like a lot of niggas. I don't know who said some shit about this, but a lot of niggas thing is like, all right, worried, I'm gonna get this bread, I'm gonna get out the hood. Mm-hmm. But it's like, nah, you should get this bread to flip that shit in the hood, right. so you can flip like, like property and shit. You yeah, know what I'm but like, a niggas, lot of black people are, when they do get money, like you said, they leave and they spend it somewhere else. They invest in property somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, they yeah. Buy. But that's the media. and then and then, and then we get sorry because it's not, not even just the media, but you're taught this. Like even if so, in New York City, right? Moving like literally, if if, <laughs> if you want to go to a school outside of it, if you want to go to a school outside of it, then you got to test out of it. You got to mm-hmm. do some sort of thing. Um, like, I don't know, interview, you need to, like, LaGuardia, you got to do a dance and shit. No, like, I'm right. saying, like, for <laughs> real, for real, yeah. in essence, it's like, you want to change your circumstance, you got to work for that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not even in the way that is just like, hey, this is normal. Some of this is like, we are teaching these kids at very young ages that to make it, you need to not be doing it in your hood because exactly. your hood don't got nothing exactly. to offer. That's mm-hmm. very true. So that's, that's good, not, yeah, that's, that's not good. just... That like that's not just TV, you know. Well, no, I went to a really great talk <laughs> about this. You went to a what? A really great talk about this mm-hmm. uh, by this author. She writes about uh, like black community and mental health issues, not just mental health, mel- yeah. mental wellness. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how the reason that we do that is because we're taught to not see value in ourselves mm-hmm. as people of color. So like you go and. 
if your doctor, like, I don't know, older people, like, if your doctor is black, they, they're not sure that he's going to know what he's talking about. Because, but if they're white, they would never, you know, they accept anything that he says. And, like, you, they, you go about looking for different people who you think are enough because you're taught that you're not enough to, like, do whatever it is or to be more than whatever your circumstances, like, currently. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you an example from my parents. So my family is Haitian. They came here in the 80s from Haiti. And by the time I, no, my sister, I wasn't born yet. My, they were looking for a school to put my sister in. So she went to the board of ed, my mom. And <clears throat> the disrespect that she felt from the woman that she was interacting with is the first, you know, maybe like a secretary or something. Like, the disregard that this woman was, like, giving my mom. Like, she was like, I'm not going to put my daughter into this school system just from that. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening, and for me too, is, like, I was sent to a majority white private school for my whole life. And so when we're talking about, like, where we should put our efforts, I feel like people who come from majority black nations and they come here, they are, like, very focused on, like, making sure that they make it as an individual and then, you know, then they can think about those things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as a product of that, like, I'm not rich. My wealth is me being able to live with my parents while I'm going to an Ivy League institution. Like, I went to that Ivy League institution specifically because I wasn't supposed to be there at some point. And now I'm applying to a place that's in France that's like, oh, another white nation. But it's just like, I love that quote from, um, well, it's a lyric from Chance the Rapper. It's like, I'm going to go where I can't go. And so, and, but you said something about, you know, how much are you going to do for the bag? And I feel like if everything is about, if the end goal is about, like, acquiring wealth, Your you're going to do anything. Uh -huh. But if, like, my goal is not that, it's like, I'm going to be here so that I could pull more people up. Mm -hmm. And I'm making sure that other people that I keep around me keep me grounded because I know I can be, like, highfalutin. Yeah. But, like, to an extent, because that's what I was taught. I was like, do the best, get the best. But, like, I also, so I'm, I have an elitist side to me. But I mean, I, it's not, like, my all-encompassing being. I think being. that's very real. I think that's very real, especially from people that are black in America versus people that are not from America but also black. Mm -hmm. I think we have a sort of, like, animosity because it's, it's kind of, like, all we know is American blackness, and mm -hmm. our American blackness is trash. It just doesn't feel good. It's not nice. But like every other place, it doesn't no, matter what mm -hmm. place it is. It just it just seems more glorified than like what we what our history is here. Mm -hmm. Like we literally have no our but, first history here is slavery. But it's mm -hmm. dead though. But it's dead like also knowing our worth, bro. Like mm -hmm. no, our worth. As poor as those nations are, they know that like African American cultures. But we don't but we don't the thing is that we are taught it in a way that is more like an indoctrination to whiteness. Mm -hmm. Not as nah, uh, right. not as like education what do you about mean, though, by history. That? Because history would say that there are Shit. beautiful things post slavery. <laughs> And amazing things before but that, that was. I feel but like, like that's what came out of our struggle. But at the very base, like in my base, a very American. I was black born in America. My mother was born in America. Yeah. My great grandmother was born in America. We were all born in America, and that's that base correct. of our culture is slavery. Like that's when we that's arrived here. We arrived on slavery. And, and I like, feel good America. To think yeah, back. I feel like America is trash, but I feel like well, we like the way we flip that shit. It's nice. Like that shit fire. And, and like I fuck with like that it is that we don't have that full connection, mm -hmm. you know. I don't think 
let me not say it's not rich. I do feel like it's still rich. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It's wonderful. But like a lot of times, a lot of my struggle is thinking like, what's my heritage? Where the fuck did I come from? I just okay. wish I had another vision besides the Amistad or besides my mm. ancestors cramped, like cramped up on a boat yeah. set. I have no idea why my hair is this way. I have no idea why I'm this color. I have no idea why I'm anything, but I feel like anybody that could even, I don't care where you're from, all from Jamaica, I'm from Haiti, I'm from this place. It's like, you know, right. like your ancestors were there and a hell of them were there. Mm-hmm. I can maybe trace one ancestor to one place, but like, I have a whole family of people. It's like, where am I actually from? And it's kind of like, it's painful. It's painful to to feel like my history begins with me, and that's how I feel. I feel like I'm making my history as I speak. Mm-hmm. The homie, the homie, my homie Jasper, he working on this album, man. Like his whole concept right now with the shit is like he like he like it's like he feel like black people's trauma is like a crater. It's like a what? A crater. Mm-hmm. It's like when an asteroid hit mm-hmm. and like it just lead a residue mm-hmm. or like lead a hole. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Like mm-hmm. you, you want you didn't see that asteroid, or whatever. You right. don't you know what happened. You just know some shit happened, mm-hmm. and that's like black people's trauma. Like we can't mm-hmm. really like go back to that shit, but mm-hmm. we just gotta. And I also, don't know. I mean, like, also, unrecognized trauma is the hardest thing to deal oh my with. God. <laughs> yeah. If you, it's so one thing for you to have trauma and for you to be trying to constantly like pursue action to tackle it but america is not doing that and and i think that like that's what really is what forces that ptsd and that like repetitive like like hit on that trauma for black people even today like it's like why when white people say like it was hmm? like when did you realize I was going to say, I feel like it's only just changing. Like, we have to realize that it's a very new thing to even understand that that trauma exists. Mm. Like, when we were kids, I mean, at least I I had no idea. I was in school learning about Christopher Columbus and, you know, whatever. I didn't know. But, like, in in all honesty, like, I think my mother knew. That's the thing, yes. Like, I think our parents knew. It's like what they they did. Not even what they they could do, but what they they had to do. Like, I feel like, honestly, like, we're very blessed in this age because we can, like, spout off on Twitter. We can spout off on Instagram. We can be in the street. We can wear air tape, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. we want to wear. And it won't be so, like, you know, um... It is. Yeah. Scary. But I feel like back in the day, like, it was, it, was real, <laughs> it was real subtle. Like, all you had to do was, like, if you side-eye white man, like, you were stepping out. Your I culture, mean, like, I do hey. feel very blessed because, like, when yeah, I was, um, uh... Like, my father celebrated Kwanzaa when I was a kid, um, and he took me to the slave theater on Fulton Street when mm-hmm. it was, like, a thing, and, mm-hmm. like... Is it still there? It, I think no. they, they, closed they closed it down. It. I know they yeah. closed it, but, but it's, it's like still... No, it's it, locked the fuck down. Like, it ain't even there. The building's uh, out there. Damn. Yeah. It's gone wrong. Yeah, but, like, um, so I, I do feel like I remember, um, like all these like Farrakhan and like all these figures coming and speaking so I do not necessarily think that I had the thought because I feel like I was learning I like I had to take tests on things like you know so facts are no matter what I want no matter what my dad wanted to tell me no matter what my mom even could have ever even thought I needed to like take a test and say that the 
Columbus came in this time, wow. and there were yeah. Indians there, not Native Americans. I like the test said Indians. You yeah, know? Right. like like it was like so much more abstract yeah. then. Even That's if you had example. the like the idea of it, are you going to succeed? Right, you couldn't. It wasn't really there. But now for kids, it's like so there. Mm-hmm. Like I have a thirteen year old sister. But even sister. math is abstract for kids these days. I don't know what <laughs> I don't. The, the kids' math. I don't know what they're doing. I feel like they're ruining them all. They make them add to subtract. I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. Over one period. But period. But as far as like consciousness goes, my thirteen-year-old sister blows me away. The other day she was like, "You know, I don't really have to go to school." And I was like, "What are you, are you? Of course you have to go to school. You're a kid." And she's like, "No, I could actually apply for alternative school." And she starts talking to me about this whole other life path that she could have. I knew I had to go to school at thirteen. I didn't know yeah. shit about yeah. anything yeah. alternative. Yeah. And no one would have listened to me say that at 13. Like, they just have so many... This nigga's listening to her? Yeah, I mean, she wants to go to school. She was just letting me know that she didn't mm-hmm. have to do no, that. Just the knowledge, <laughs> and that's the the knowledge of having that. I was that. Yeah, yeah, social media the other day. Like, how you confident that shit would I have phone. been in, like, like, being yeah, a social shot girl crazy. in my class? Like, that I felt ugly crazy. for, like, a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder how much more confidence I would have had if I had social media. It's like, it's beautiful, but it's scary because it's like, it's... It's one or the other. It's not like yes. I feel like we were always coasting. Like, oh, some mm. people think we are, some people don't think we're not. Yeah, we're kind of like, oh, I don't know what I am, but I feel like now it's like either you're really, really strongly affirmed or really, really strongly like put down, mm-hmm. and it's kind of really scary. Like my nephew showed me like an entrepreneur video. Like, oh, I'm about to start a business. I'm like. Like he's very comfortable with me, and I remember being emo. I was very emo as a kid, mm-hmm. but he showed so me like emo. some videos of like it was a grown white man to be honest, singing about like life is hard. Oh, what we doing? He was very sad. He's like, I thought about dying. And I'm just like, why? This is not. I, I like. I don't want you to resonate with this person because <laughs> he feels alienated. Yes, I felt that way too. But if you go on the internet and you have such a crowd of people that feel the same way and that may be like encouraging you to do the things like to me, it was abstract to be self-destructive. It was mm-hmm. abstract to be sad. But like if I gravitated toward it, that was me. But like if there's such a presence that's so strong and you listen and you get drawn in, I didn't have that drawn in. Like I had, mm-hmm. I had dollar. My shit was loading that fast. Like I'm just worried, like, did we equip them enough to discern, like, what's the good thing? I mean, that's the question, yeah, like, because there's always going to be chaos and there's always going to be order. Yeah, but it's yeah, just like, yeah. are they intelligent enough to discern? And I'm going to tell you, they are. Compared to the it. older generation who didn't have all this technology, These they're the ones that fuck the shit up. Exactly. I was thinking, like, so much stuff. If, if the older generation didn't have access to Facebook, like, how much better would the world be right oh, now? Oh, it would be so good. Like, we didn't have to go past the Oh, my God. Yeah. Email it's not, it's requirement. Like young kids being like, oh, I can't figure out that that's a bot. No. Young kids, like, are, yeah, like, nah, young kids yeah. are not getting phone calls to their house and being like, oh, yeah, let me give $1,000 to this stranger. Talk <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. about, yeah. oh, yeah. my grandson is in the... That is not happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I know real. it has happened to my grand. Like, my grandmother has gotten calls and has had to call me being like, hmm, oh, no, real. is Jasim in jail? And like, Oh, my God, are you serious? And I'm like... Grandma, what? Justine was in jail. She, he's like, yeah, he was driving. I said, Justine don't even got a driver's license. <laughs> I said, girl. But still, I know, I know that those things are happening to older yeah. people. And it's like, yeah. It's and it's like, good thing my grandmother what knew to call me because they were also like, no, 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 I need it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I said, I told my worker to That's not like, happening to They like us. make you buy gift cards. Like, I was there. Like, yeah. An older lady, like, they told her, Lo, your phone's getting cut off. You got to buy this iTunes card right now for $100. Just reading them off the bat. So she was at the register and I was about to ring her up and she was like, Oh wait, hold on one second. She hold on. She was like, Hey, can I ask you something? I'm like, yeah, what's up? She's like, Oh, they told me my phone's gonna get cut off, my phone bill won't get paid. I have to buy this iTunes car right now. I'm like, Miss Hank, like begging on them, like, you can't do that now. Nah, like it's it's holiday season, maybe well in holiday season. Like you can't yeah. you really, really can't <laughs> answer these calls. Like, yeah. yeah. She she really, really, really didn't know. And I was like, I mean, I got caught for Obama. Like they called me and they was like, um, you know that uh, loan forgiveness Obama doing? I ain't got shit to lose. Like, my loans are sick. So I was like, they was like, what's your social security? I gave them all of my shit. I'm like, yeah, take that, take that, take that. When they wanted payment, I banged it. But I'm like, listen, you can't do shit. Like, if you want to buy something with my credit, you won't get denied. So I ain't forgive <laughs> But yeah, I, it's real, though. Like, yeah. But you desperate, desperate times go for desperate measures. And I can Facts. really see how people get caught. Yeah, yeah. I I do um, want to move on and just kind of throw out the question there because I know so we were kind of we were all over the place, but right. <laughs> sorry, but no, no, no I, I like it, you know. Um, but I do want to throw out there and then we can again be all over the place. Um, the question of for everyone, did twenty eighteen feel complete? Yes, I fell in love. Mm. I didn't fall in love. love. I experienced love. Okay, first time. Uh, yeah, apparently. Okay. Because, like, nothing. And now it's this yeah. Yeah. It was like ear to ear. Definition yeah, right there. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Congrats. Shine that shit. So I feel like, in a way, I feel like, in a way, I was complete because it's just like. For so long, I wanted that feeling. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know how you get into situations where you be like, oh, this is love. You know, like, oh, we we got to argue, baby. Let's go. Like, mm-hmm. and then, like, you know, you two dudes. For me, it's two dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't going to disrespect me. I'm going to pop you. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that was love to me, you know? And, like, to actually experience love in, like, no other kind of way other than just, like, just waking up and saying I'm you're beautiful like every day and like you know what I'm saying like little stuff like that it like from before. Oh yes. my God. Like, what yeah. like, what was I doing? What were we doing? Yeah. Like, what? What? This is what? I need yeah. me some of that. <laughs> 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 what did I do that at? What did I do that at? I thought we were talking about love. I thought, you know, love hurts. You know, I thought, 
kind of start to laugh at yourself. It do. Because you're like, wow, I took that so seriously. I was so in that. I was so and in it. And it was bullshit. Literally, I, I was uh, looking at him and I was like, talking, thinking about like my past relationships. And I was just like, boy, yeah. <laughs> like, boy you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would be paranoid for my ex-boyfriends to be on mm-hmm. the phone. Like, and not paying attention to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, because in St. Louis, it's totally different. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas cheat. Like, it's like a whole mm-hmm. thing. And unfortunately, yes, it is St. Louis. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm Such your pearls and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's St. Louis. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, being in a situation where you just, like, completely trust somebody. You know, that speaks more to you and your growth internally. So, yeah. True, true. Than what this person's providing you. But, but what, it's what, just what, like, what, the, what, the, what, the, like how did you get that from that? Was like, it changing yeah. your space though too? Because like, think about like if if I think about like a New York gay guy versus a St. Louis gay guy, some of that cheating and stuff is like very much like how much is your relationship real in St. Louis mm-hmm. because of how open or lack of they're open of the community. Right. The community is trash. TDH. You know what I'm saying? And I'm working, to, I'm working to do better because I actually, yeah, I'm working to do better in my community because I feel like they don't understand, especially just like my peers, like the gay guys that I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't understand, like you can be fabulous without being funky. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, you can be the shit without being rude. Without shitting on people. Yeah, Yeah. without shitting on people. Exactly. You can, like, literally be great in the... Like, great who you are. But the thing about uh, uh, in St. Louis is it's still a lot of... We're still fighting every single day. Like, New York... Mm -hmm. I love being in New York just because I'm able to be so free and open. Mm -hmm. Like, even in St. Louis, no shame. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Like, I was that... I was... That rebel mm-hmm. who was just like, I'm fighting. What's up? What you yeah. say? Like, yeah. what's good? Like, yeah. that that was me all the time because I'm like, I'll be damned if I get put in mm-hmm. a box. But there's a lot of people don't think like me there. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And especially in the gay community. And then you got all of these DL. You got a lot of transgender in St. Louis. So they really can't be free. Mm-hmm. Like, they, we, they still live in a certain way. So when I say that, it's just, yeah, those relationships in St. Louis definitely taught me stuff but it wasn't real love because mm-hmm. they didn't know how to love themselves mm-hmm. yeah. it wasn't until I moved to New York where I mm-hmm. learned how to love but myself free to love. exactly free and to then thank- thankfully I have a partner now who is the first thing is you free yourself love yourself like that's his thing every single day you know what I'm saying and it's just like damn like you're right I love you I love me <laughs> you know what I'm saying because we're reflections of each other that's a luxury, luxury. you know so I'm I'm happy about that so it's complete but it feels like a luxury though because we so often and especially in the black community think of self-care as a luxury right Mm -hmm. like but it's like it seems like like something that should be baseline but unfortunately it isn't yeah honestly like the way we live right now having this right here right now it would not be able to place it in this country today true and that's Mm -hmm. unfortunate yeah I don't know what to think about that. But you know, this is resistance, right? Actually, I don't like resistance. I don't like resistance because it gives energy to the thing you're resisting. But this is subversion. It's just like we're gathering, we're talking about things, we're very free to talk about whatever we're talking about. We're going to share it, whoever's going to hear it. And that's going to free them, maybe, hopefully. Mm -hmm. The fact that you said, like, when you say this is resistance, it gives power to 
over resisting Trump. Yeah, that's, that's why deep. I hate it. That's, that's why I didn't like the term resistance against yeah, Trump, though. I, mm-hmm. I, I think for me, part of it was that I, I'm, I'm not resisting Trump because I've been resisting these same things for years. Mm-hmm. For you to yeah, be resisting yeah. Trump means that you are simply coming upon a system for the first time, that yeah. like has been in play and has allowed Trump to even be elected mm-hmm. and weren't aware. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that, to me, is like... I don't, and but that's that when you was ask the, the case. case. I don't know though, but like that's when you ask like the question about like, well, when did you realize some of these things? Yeah. And I think that I don't necessarily know when I realized some of these things, but I all, but I often feel very grateful for the experience that I've had as like a person in New York, because like, remember, like we went to the center and like when we were seventeen and eighteen mm-hmm. and stuff. And I always think on that as what a gift to my understanding of the gay community mm-hmm. yeah. and my and, and like black culture and like this black, and this right. other yes because it was mostly black and Hispanic people we going we went to balls me to understand me to understand trans yeah. culture was no, like very yeah. different because like I dated a trans person when I was seventeen and like yeah. it was like okay well we learning all this yeah. together you know <laughs> um, but it's. I recognize what a gift it is to my understanding now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as an adult of just the world and the spectrum of what it means to be yourself. That's true. And mm-hmm. I feel like those encounters are what matters because like like you said, like being around trans people at that age, like I feel like I meet people now that have never encountered trans people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so. they're very shocked, like, Oh, what is this? What's happening? And like it's a learning curve. It's mm-hmm. like, I just kind of feel like there's nothing to know what's happening. It's just like you see somebody like you see somebody every day. Like, this right. is a person, this person, and like, it's, it's, but it's, we all have our details. It's big. It's yeah. big. But that was a luxury to us. Like, we got afforded the center via what? Probably a specialized high school. Right. But, but no, no much yeah, I never, honestly, I never heard they maybe like came upon us, but then like it was also on us to go. Because we were going to 13th Like, what were we going to the cities for once a week for? Like, like you know. No, like, but I'm saying, like, how do we even beca- come upon that space? Okay. Yes. Like, that space was afforded it to was us definitely via the high school. Because, right. yeah. yeah. like, there was no way I, I would have ever known about that. Yeah, I also just think living in New York, actually, because me living in St. Louis child I saw somebody look up saw somebody walking around looking like RuPaul and I'm just like that's a man you know what I'm saying and I'm but you know I didn't know that though like I didn't know that was rude as fuck as you know like a 13 year old to do that to someone and but also that was my insecurity because I wasn't allowed to be free I feel like you guys were also allowed to be free in New York City in a different sense, though, like in a sub, uh, in a subconscious way, because you had to ride the trains at fucking like 12, 12 years old and like stuff like that. You had to. So a lot of things wasn't sheltered for you. Like you, you didn't have to get picked up from school and then go take straight home. You know, like I don't I mean, know your like, circumstances. I'll, I'll be but. honest, though, like that was not. Like, it wasn't? If I rode the, we did ride the train young, but that didn't mean everything was normal. I was with my mom and she was like, that's you know, a I had a very Christian I family. Was being like, right. My dad's a pastor. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a hell no. Dorothy like, definitely had a yeah. much more Christian. Yeah, yeah. 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 Is. That's what I'm saying. Like now I know I don't know if gay is the reason I'm going, but I know I'm going. I know some other people that say I'm going because of that is going too. But whatever, you know what I'm saying. I do like. I don't know. You know I just realize. I just also. I understand. No, 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 I understand what you're saying. That it's like 
it just there's more exposure to things at a younger age but there's still an intense cap because I mean I grew up in New York City right I grew up in Brooklyn the part of Brooklyn that I grew up in I was the first black family to move in on my block right and then all of the white people fled because they were like oh there's black people here now but I still went to a predominantly white school in junior high and I remember very distinctly like having a huge host of white friends and there was this one white kid who, I don't know, wore Sean John and listened to rap music. Not Sean John. And, <laughs> yeah. That was a thing. It was the thing. <laughs> and so he's white, but he's in a school of white people. It was the velour sweatsuits. They was lit back in the day. I got one in the house right now. I know. What was but, that? Uh, Malibu? What was that show? Malibu's Muscle Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah. so. That's what that nigga was wearing. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of that. You know, with the headband and all, he was doing all that. And I didn't understand yet. I wasn't exposed to black culture until I went to high school. And then I happened to go to a, a predominantly black, like there was like two white kids in my whole high school. And my black ass was culture shocked. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what y'all's doing. And I was weird as fuck. I didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. Like, I, no one, they called me white. And like, it was super... I don't know. It, I was in New York City the whole right. time, and I still didn't know shit. Right. <laughs> Same. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it is just how you grow up. But mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. To this day, I, mean, I have apprehension exactly. about when I say things because I had a similar mm-hmm. experience. Like I grew up, I was the black kid. I was the diversity. Right. So I feel like sometimes I have opinions that's just like, mm, fuck, consider. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm more willing to understand different peoples than other. Sure. Individuals are. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering wasn't, how much of a detriment yeah. that is. I wasn't bad until I got into yeah. college, where I was like, because I went to a Catholic college, mm-hmm. and I was like the black gay boy. I just had came out, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, Daddy, fuck you, I'm gay. Like, it was just all of that, you yeah. know? And I went to college, like, I'm out of this bitch, and I'm here, I'm like, yes, what's up, you know? Mm-hmm. And But I was that, I was the only that. Mm-hmm. You know, so and then everybody else was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm just like, "Oh, so okay, yeah, okay." You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you now I got to make friends with all of y'all because I don't want to be awkward. You right. know what I'm saying? And like, you have to I readjust. yeah, you have to readjust. So I think like partial of growth is just knowing your worth in all circumstances. Yes. <laughs> like yes. knowing your worth in. And you know what? That's, that's real. Like, I feel like one thing that I don't like. I always feel like we're all on the same plane. We're all as happy as we want to be. We're all as like really want to be. And I feel like white people, black people, we none of us have it better than anybody else. Exactly. I feel like we're all put here on earth and we're all like struggling the same struggle and we all feel the same fulfillment exactly. in our lives. Like exactly. The only thing I do is work towards our own your own personal goal. You just gotta work towards fulfillment, work towards happiness. Because if you don't, you allow those things to hinder you. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You allow those things to hold you down. And that's a part of fear that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a part of, you know, like, oh, this white person is the the CEO. I can't get that job. I got to go in here and dress like this. But it's not even that. It's like, go in here and be like, no, fuck out of here, bruh. Like, you going to hire me. You know why you going to hire me? Because you ain't got no fucking choice. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm the shit. I feel like we're just doing that. We're just breaking out of the ideas Mm -hmm. that the generation before us had of, like, you've got to fit into the mold. And that's why they talk so much shit about us is because they're like, what the fuck are y'all doing? And we're like, whatever we want. Like, (laughs) Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
I feel like they felt like she was just gonna be like elected and then just like go with like no she's like oh, we girl, need to right. change and shit right now right. I'm not even official right. yet they're and terrified yeah and I'm just and like yes <laughs> but I feel like so many of us are doing that yeah now it's like like I mean I myself I practice like I mean I. I'm very spiritual, spiritual person, and I definitely started dabbling in more like spiritual practices, witchcraft, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And even that, like the insurgence, the resurgence like of that, mm-hmm. is so fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, like, I can't say witchcraft around like older black people. Mm-hmm. I have to say like spiritual stuff. Like, oh, yeah. it's it's just good for you. Remember but like, I, if I say witchcraft, they're like, like, oh my god, good for me. But it's like, witch witchcraft. Yeah. Is, it can be positive. It can be right. Right. Shit, that like, shit. I don't think I'm fucking Harry Potter child. Yeah, like, I got mental. They be like, oh, here he come with his crystals. He go, he go, condemn with the child. But it's like, at least you get my man. Talking about condemning motherfuckers. My dad is like, you can keep that. Yo, my dad is so handkerchief. That fucking handkerchief. Can I be so like real with y'all real quick? Okay, so I'm gonna tell y'all a real quick story. Okay, sorry, it's gonna take like three minutes. Look, so my dad, my dad, like, is a pastor, right? So that's already number one, right? So in our in in college or whatever, I started figuring myself out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, whatever. Go to church with my dad one time, and I had this cyst on my back. So like, it was hard for me to move and like all of this kind of stuff. And so I was just like, the preacher was up there preaching. We up there at school. Uh, me, my dad, we went to another church, and so the preacher's up here preaching. He going in, da 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 da. Child, he told us some whoever need healing come down. I go down and he starts sprinkling this water on me. Mind you, the water ain't doing shit to me. <laughs> the water ain't doing nothing to me. I'm just getting it. I'm like, you I'm like, you splashing me. And then everybody, but everybody in the pews is just like, you know, uh, oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes. And so I'm just like, I'm going to give these motherfuckers a show. I'm, <laughs> I fall on the ground. I fall on the ground and bust the sis. Oh my god! I bust the sis. So I, I, all, yeah, I fall on the ground. But honestly, that was a blessing to me. I Like, you know what I'm saying? But that's your belief. Like, yeah. everybody was so... And they were so the moved, water right? did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like... So, when I come in with my crystals, to that point, when I come in with my crystals, and I come in with my whole, like, situation, and I'll be like, Palo Santo, like, I ain't got time, I ain't got time, don't talk to me. Because mm-hmm. y'all are sitting up here reading the Bible, which is amazing. I love the Bible. I it's love the story. stories in it. In it. However, there's deeper things. There's ours, much more. Huh? But, you know, what am I thinking? I'm thinking about, remember that root that was in somebody's pocket, and 
Not the color. It was magic. Yeah, the books. Bible is magical. As no, well. it was a book. It was it was a beloved. The Bible is magic. It was one, it was some book written by somebody that's black. A nigga walking and on water. A root. It was a root. Literally, they said like, hold this root in your pocket, and you'll feel more powerful. Right. So when the slave master caught him in the village or whatever, and tried to come down on him, he was like. He fought back. He felt good, but that mm-hmm. root, in reality, was nothing. It was just a piece of plant they gave him. But Shit, it's like, it it's, it's, but it's how you going to carry that faith. How are you uh-huh, going to carry it? Uh-huh. That crystal is what's giving you that power. And if that faith is what's giving him that power, and if my motherfucking afro is giving me my power, it's like your power it's is your it's power. Yeah, you and you're gonna your always no believe. You're gonna believe in whatever you want to believe uh-huh. in, like. And that's why, like, I don't. I, I don't think religion is a farce. Mm-hmm. I think the way they sell it sometimes is very misleading, and I think it's it's, it's evil. Yeah. I think organized a lot of religion ways. is a farce, and I do think Christianity was brought by the white man by some oh, stupidity. Yeah. But I think the idea of a spiritual power, a higher being, is real. Yes, think a higher being or something. I love that something. term, higher being, because yeah. there is guaranteed something higher than mm-hmm. it has to be. It, yeah. it has to be. I, I feel it. Not, we could never orchestrate yeah. the atmosphere. We I could never it. orchestrate oxygen. Like, I, we could never make that shit up. When I meditate, sometimes I feel it in my hands. Mm -hmm. My hands get so strong. Like, it feels like literally I'm holding something in my hands. And, like, I'm just, like... And then, like, something over me will say, touch yourself. And, like, literally my body will feel... But that's my power. Like, I understand my power. In the the kind of yoga that I teach and practice, it's called finding your true north. Which is, like, when you're facing the absolute the absolute most true direction that you can face as a person for your life Mm -hmm. then you like come into all of your power like and that you have to find it first like you have to face your right direction first and then you find it and I think a lot of that to me relates to like people's trying to be godlike or trying to be whatever their religion says is like the best way to be is like they they're taking that as their true north mm-hmm. and like trying to find it so they can face that direction be the most like powerful or best that they can be but like it's been organized such that that now costs you money you don't have that now costs you like you're respecting your dignity. You're paying for this guy to drive a BMW while you take the bus to his right. church, mm-hmm. and then he's asking you for money to fix like, the water heater. Like, even from like, I feel like you you like coming from my church, Lopey. It but was like, a little. It should be I paid mean, for. It should be paid for. Was, yeah. But like speaking to you as somebody, you said your your father's a pastor. Yeah. It's like, did you ever feel like there was some sort of like, I don't know how to describe it. Like they were being the people being cheated. I just. I don't think uh, I, I don't think the Holy Ghost is fake. fake I think the right. Holy Ghost is real. I, I've had I the really Holy Ghost, and, like I, and you know what? I still believe no shade, and not, not shade because I, I am an avid believer of, in Jesus as well. Just because it's just something I grew up in. Uh, on, you know what I'm saying? But however, I understand who he was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a difference when people, you know, put all of this power mm-hmm. behind one. And not understand what that is. They only hear from what people tell them. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I had a I have a dad who grew in his own in his own practice, and he stepped down as pastor because he realized that it's not about that. You know what I'm saying? He realized, no, I have a gay son. You know what I'm saying? Like really? I'm the I'm the prodigy. I'm the prodigy kid, That's low key. Dope. You That's know dope. what I'm saying? Like That's I'm dope. named That's after dope. him. You know, like I was always singing in church. I'm always at church. I'm here, here, here. And then they find out I'm gay, and then it's just That's like, dope. whoa. You know what I'm saying? So my dad is just. Absolutely, my dad tried to run away. Another topic. My dad hated me for a week. No, 
No, I was actually going to ask a very similar, uh, well, I don't know what your tangent was, but no. I was going to ask about, like, your relationship um, with my dad. With the like church, church, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, I appreciate, I appreciate my dad for introducing me to discipline Mm -hmm. and to, um, and in discipline, I mean like actually believing in something. You know what I'm saying? Like actually understanding what faith looks like. You know what I'm saying? My dad taught me one of the most valuable things that I can never take away from him and that is what faith looks like. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's leaning on something other than myself in order to know that things are going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? And so growing up that way, you know, Mm -hmm. after me and my dad felt had our little year falling out because he found out I was gay, I was actually able to explore other things. Like I did SDA. I went to all Catholic school just to see what religion was. I didn't even know what religion was outside of my own. You know what I'm saying? So then I realized, well, all of this shit is made up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and. I have a question for you though. Do you see the value in religion? I do and don't. Uh, the reason why I say I do is because I've seen people be literally, like, on their wits end. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, like, they go to church and they are a whole other person. It just, honestly, church for me, religion for me, allows people to believe in something, again, other than themselves, to bring them through good times and bad times, mm-hmm. if that's how they want to view it. So, in terms of, because this is an organization, what we're doing right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and this, this could be the same as Yeah, that. and then this could be I'm church. Saying, you know what I'm saying? That's so, the yeah. definition. Of yeah, that. that's what church is. So, yeah. to me, I, I've realized that church isn't religion is organization. I have a question. You think like religion is like escapism? Like being able to look up to to a deity and being like, yo, mm. I just want to pray to something. I just want to be. Yeah. I just want something else higher to be, Absolutely. To, like, be devoted to. It can be. It can be. I think it can be because I'm thinking about like the things that I desire and mm-hmm. like I want something to defer to when I think myself as well. I feel exactly. like it depends so on So it's like, think. that could be a lot of things for a lot of people, yeah. but I feel like religion is probably the most appropriate version of things. But that can, in this but, world, it's but, like, yeah, it seems like it's the okay thing. Yeah, to but okay I mean, but what is what are mentors? You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, and then people people don't think about that kind of thing. So, you, those kind of That's things. Because you, you look at a mentor. Like, when I go into my whole panic mode about my business and, like, all of this kind of stuff. Like, everything, everything, everything. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, low-key, I don't talk to God first. I call my mentor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo... What like what? Mm-hmm. I need your help. I need yes. your guidance. I need like. But that says a lot about how much you believe in people, or like. But but also in that person, I or see in God. Person. Yeah, Can you I get what I'm saying. Like in that in that person, I do see God. You know, in that person, so I that see. Means, like, no that mistake, may be, like right? maybe mm-hmm. people don't have that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that may mean people either if you are referring to something that you don't is not feasible. Mm-hmm. That may speak to like. How you feel about who you are, who humans can be. Right, exactly. Like, because you know even I mean? like to that, your own power, yeah, even to that point, be. yeah, my dad to me, I didn't understand who God was. So until I understand who understood who God was, my dad was that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? My dad As was children, God to me yes. because he I'm took me to God. a place where he was talking to a multitude of people and people walking up to him and like pastor, pastor, pastor. Mm. And I'm just like, and he taught you what is my dad, God? Like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking like, my dad is God. Mm -hmm. But then as I get older, I'm like, maybe you like God. 
you know what I'm saying? But so it, and that's why I'm okay with putting that kind of you know what I'm saying, like value in people because people can possess certain skills, you know what I'm saying, to high to the connection of a higher power as well. You I know would what take it a step further. I would say that all people do possess all people do that possess connection it. and it really depends on whether you take the path in life that leads you to discovering that part of yourself, I think. Facts. Like and it, it depends on if you have the opportunity to, if you step outside of what you have around you. Like it depends on the decisions that you make and also the factors. Mm-hmm. But I think that Everyone has that part of themselves that is like God. Oh God, yeah, you yeah. have to t- you tap in it. Can we're I made, tell you? Image, right? My me and my friend on our marijuana adventures will be in the woods, and we came up with this theory that we're all baby gods mm-hmm. because as humans we have the ability to create mm-hmm. out of nothing, and I feel like if we hone in on that, we might not be oh. And, you know, as humans, we're fallible. And when we create something, there could be a negative impact as well as a positive impact. And that's because we're not God. I feel like only someone who is that level can create something that's perfect. But as humans, we're imperfect. So me and my friend were just like, we're just going to call We're just like baby gods. And then I, in that conversation, we were just like, there's this phrase, namaste. And it's like, the God in me recognize and sees the God in you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... When you pull from different cultures, I feel like we all tap Same into that. Yeah. But it's just like, once I started seeing, like, like thinking in that way, it's just like you see yourself as powerful mm-hmm. and how much influence you can have. But, like, that humbleness to know that you're not the, like, ultimate. I, I feel like some people lack the yeah. thinking that they're not the ultimate. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. when it, like, that's when, the, and they build off of that and then they just, like, create industries out of that. And it's just like, then we, like destroy earth over that mm-hmm. but it's just like we don't have that humility but we do have that power it's just yeah. like yeah. i don't know how if humans can navigate that in between space it's when you find that though mm-hmm. like I, I feel like i'm finally tapping into that shit. i'm excited about mm-hmm. it too you know what i'm saying like because some certain sometimes i walk down the street and i'll see something and I'm just like, I'll have a flash, low-key. High-key, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm charmed. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's a cute moment. <laughs> it's a cute moment, but at the same time, like, I recognize what that is now. If I didn't meditate, if I didn't understand, like, there is, I do have a connection with the higher be- uh, with a higher being, and in that higher being, who am I? Like, I understand now I'm, like, a healer. Archangel Raphael. Archangel Raphael is like one of the people I'm looking like kind of studying now and like figuring out that he was a healer and like mm-hmm. all of this kind of like what does that mean? Why was I so connected to this person? Like why is my favorite color green? Is Archangel Raphael's color? Like you know what I'm saying? Like little things like that. Like but it's also why all so many religions are so similar. Mm-hmm. Like in yes. essence, yeah. like, these same connections that we're making to ourselves to religion and like it's. I guess to a religion that we all understand because it's the one that I think we all are close, most closely, most, <clears throat> most closely practicing. Mm-hmm. But like, I also feel like, in essence, one of the beautiful things that I feel like about New York is that I've been able to not just like see other people, but to so many different religions. Like, I remember getting to know like just. In New York, like, I know you get a lot of, it's come up a lot often about, like, being in white spaces, like, growing up. But I grew up, I went to a, a 
elementary school and junior high school in which there were nothing but black kids. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> there was uh, Jennifer Rodriguez in my elementary school, and I promise you, I just called her a white girl up until sixth grade because that was white to me because she had she had long hair, blonde mm-hmm. hair, and like you know whatever. And but then I said, oh, I grew up and I realized, you know, obviously she's not. Girl? Yeah, but like, um, I think that um, it is such a. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I totally kind of like lost my train of thought. Um, Jennifer, religion. But no, but religion, yeah. But, but yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. I got you. Thank you. Oh my god, okay. I only had a little bit. I tried to. I tried to. It's butter! Oregano? What is this? But, um, <laughs> good shit, that's what it is. I Because, like, then, like, I, I, like, my, that same elementary school I go to now is, like, 40% white. And, like, I understand that, like, that was the whitest you ever saw. Yeah, like, you know, like, it's crazy to see, like, that kind of change, but I also recognize that, like, you know, things are changing, and a lot of that change is just going to be expanding upon, like, the cult- the um, ways in which all of these kids experience the world, and, like, that's such a gift in New York, that, like, mm-hmm. the world is, be is like, able to expand at that level and, like, growth, because, like, I was not very religious ever, but like I got to know, like I remember going to church with you in high school or like going to church with like my other friends in like junior high school and things and getting able to see different versions of what church meant, but Mm -hmm. also in in seeing that, seeing that like how many people, it was easier for me in college to accept that like religion was Mm -hmm. a very similar concept, but on different playing fields because I was never like indoctrined into one right. you know mm-hmm. um and i don't know but i also think that i could see the struggle with it if i like had lived any sort of lifestyle that like felt like it was going mm-hmm. against anything that mm-hmm. was being told to me because i also know what it meant to do something every sunday with like every a day community is a microcosm for like the black community in america to me mm-hmm. it's like Everything I, I go through, sometimes I say, Lord, my church, my pastor was like this, like that. And I feel like people that never went, they'll be like, my uncle was like that. Or my fucking, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Joe down the block was like that. It's just like the same kind of environment. It's just on different planes. And it's just interesting how we have a shared experience. Like, you know, no my family. No matter how we are. Mm-hmm. No matter how separate we are. Right, right, right. It's like, it's a very similar dynamic just based on general oppression. Because at the end of the day, like, whether I went to church or not, and whether you didn't, or whether you grew up here, whether I went to a specialized high school or you didn't, like, we all have the same family and we're treated the same way based on our skin color. We have the same experiences. We may have a different perception, but it's a very, it's a shared experience. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's, it's, it's gratifying because it feels good to know that I have a family outside of my family. But it's sad because it's like sometimes you think you're a little bit special because you did a little bit of this, did a little bit of that, but you, we all on the same plane. Mm-hmm. And um, it's I good to see each other like that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I do. Think it's humbling. Overall, yeah. overall, overall. Like, you can meet everyone <laughs> like just like that. We are under this sun. Like you don't. I think <laughs> <You're laughs> we all right. on a big ass giant rock in the middle of the yeah. yeah. Yo, I think we're all the time. That was freaking such a comfort of God. Yeah, it's like that. Literally, we all right here, sis. If this shit decides to fall, we out. No say. No say. 
nothing even matters. That's like literally my version. Yeah. I'm like in a realm of time. Yeah. Yeah. In a realm of time. Yeah. So we said I want to pose the last question and put out these desserts. While this, while people are talking throughout the last one, Henny might pull people in to take a quick photo and then next room. But what is that? You got to. But with the dessert, it's a. Coffee and pecan um, uh, cake. It has a little butterscotch and a white um, chocolate. Thank you for listening. You enjoyed it. You want more? Make sure you check us out on social media at just dinner underscore uh and if you have any questions you want to leave let us know what you're thinking shoot us an email marie.justdinner at gmail.com and happy new year everyone